refreshing, isn't it? <laughs> refreshing, is it not? <laughs> like um, I said the podcast come back Sprite. Come on, man. <laughs> Let me take a sip of Sprite and just... Ah, and just feel that in your chest. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's like a, a, a glass of water in the morning. Like a... a, a like a, or a flask if anyone's got a flask you know what I'm saying I'm on the flask thing like white rum yeah raw Ooh. yeah that will definitely wake you up yeah probably send you back to sleep too uh, <laughs> 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 yes 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 this is episode 9 of the Free Bros podcast That's man right. we out here man I am I'm gonna just go by Jace now, man. Bun Hank, I'm just go by Jace. It's Jace and my boy RJ. That's right, I'm here. RJ here. And yeah, episode nine. We got a little um <coughs> we got a little good one for you, man. RJ, tell him about it, bro. Right, listen up. So we are in light of recent <laughs> in light of recent events, what with this uh lockdown mark two and all that, we thought we'd bring to you another one of the specialists that we promised. So we've got our dear friend of the show, our bro of the show, counsellor Michael, or Michael as he likes to be known as. Um, and he's going to be, we, we basically did a little interview with him where we spoke about, you know, uh, his own profession, the challenges that he may have faced during lockdown, what he's uh, had presented to him in his, um, in his everyday work, and also some, some self-care tips as to how we can, we can survive um, what has been a very tumultuous year and also what we're seeing is a very uh a very intense few weeks um i hope that you're all doing well from wherever you're listening to us in your speakers yeah we hope you guys are doing really well man hope you're taking care of yourself hope you're in hope you're in some high spirits you know wherever you're listening from wherever time of day or night or evening it is that's right there are there are a couple of other things that we we're going to mention on the podcast as well so we are gonna um just quickly talk about the floods that are taking place in our in the homeland in Jamaica um we wanted to also lend a couple reflections on the recent uh presidential elections that are taking place on the other side of the pond and what that means for our cousins over there in the US of A um and then just a little couple you know a little couple conversation points that we had as well that we're gonna kind of like throw out there as we like to do um a study by the British Journal of Psychiatry, psychiatry, not psychiatry, psychiatry, has found that um, of over 3,000 adults that were surveyed, a high percentage of them are experiencing mental health issues. Uh, more than two thirds of adults apparently report during this lockdown feeling somewhat worried about the effect that COVID is having on their life. Um, many of the people surveyed are reporting issues such as loneliness, depression, suicidal attempts and self-harm. Lockdown, the pandemic, the experience that we're having this year is having an impact on everybody's mental health. Um, from the very, very young, you know, there are students that there are higher levels of anxiety and depression among young people, emotional distress among them too, right up to the, to the people around our age, 18, 25, people have reported uh, right, uh, suicide thoughts riding from, rising sorry, from 12.5 to 14% of people aged 18 to 29, all the way up to our parents and boomers who, who you know, often go through mental health issues um, 
in 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 a, in a lot more secretive way, relying mm. on vices that 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 um that have been normalized to them for decades. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna um introduce the interview with Councillor Michael, and we're gonna let him do the talking, share his expertise, and we hope that however this reaches you, it has an impact on you and encourages you to look after yourself, your mental health and your well-being. And even if, do you know what, even if you're feeling A-OK, we hope that it will give you the um, expertise or the bits of knowledge that you might need to help somebody else around you because we are certain that somebody you know, if not you, will be going something through something at this time. And yeah. we are all in this together. So how we're going to get there. Of course, man. And if, even, even if you are A-OK, do you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with a little bit more information just to refine what you already have. 100%. And do you know what I mean? So, um, um, oh yeah, bro, the, the, the we're going to say like, um, th- we, we did it on Zoom, by the way. So, um, apologies for the audio. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's all good, you know, just for like safety reasons and all of that, you know. We're trying to follow these lockdown rules. Come on, man. Me, man. Um, we couldn't have them in the studio, um, but we did, we did um, still try and whip something together for you lot. Um, he sounds extremely well. So the information that you'll be getting, you know, you won't, you won't have to worry too much about like the sonics and that in that regard. Um, but yeah, man, we're going to stop talking and let's introduce introduce the speaker mr mr michael all right yeah hope you enjoy mr mccallum your lighting is really good my lighting yeah i'm trying to figure out how to get my (laughs) well i've got all the lights on in this room (laughs) in the spare room i've got the spotlights on and i've got the the main light on so i said um but I hope it's not showing up too many grey hairs. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, never. What hairs? <laughs> Isn't it? What hairs? <laughs> That's the way of hiding it. Come on. Oh, dear. So, Robert, you're trying to find that article, are you? I've, I've got it. I've got it here. It just says 20 well, Where was it from? Where, where was this it was from? A, this was a Metro article. Okay. Do you, do you want to go through it briefly? What this article was saying, or so it says. One, this is just this is just about people who have um who are suffering from uh from from COVID. It says one in oh no, does it add? Hold on one minute. One in five people who've had uh, coronavirus were at some point uh experienced psychiatric like trauma, basically. Mm, mm. So it says uh. COVID survivors are at greater risk of developing mental illness after a large study found 20% of positive cases get a psychiatric diagnosis within roughly three months. Um, and that's, as I said, that's just the people who have been, uh, who, have, who have got COVID. There are loads of reports out that are focusing on the impacts that lockdown has had on like young people. Um, you know, there's a significant portion of young people who have experienced like, high levels of anxiety and depression as a result of the lockdown as well. Mm. Um, not to mention people who are in work. So it says 60% of adults and over two thirds of young people have said their mental health has got worse in lockdown. Mm. Um, and that's, that's from Bustle magazine. So there, there's, there's a weight of evidence basically suggesting that, you know, um, lockdown has taken its toll on people's wellbeing and, and how they kind of uh, stay healthy, I suppose, mentally. Well, well the one thing with... Um this this pandemic that we've all experienced at the moment here is that it's going to have an impact on each and every one of us and some more than others so it's not a surprise that article that you um found today Mm. because certainly 
in the school environment, which is where I'm based and where you're based as well, the the mental health amongst young people is just skyrocketed. So if we looked um, pre-lockdown and pre-COVID, um, it was already an issue. So we were talking about maybe one in five, um, you know, individuals that ex were experiencing mental health. That is probably um, increased quite significantly. So this pandemic has gone right across the, the spectrum um, in, in terms of, sorry. So I was going to say, before you go into more meat, right. do a proper introduction and everything. And then sure. we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll start proper. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, how? What do you want me to call you, Michael, Mister McCallum, sir? Oh, just call me Michael. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, so today's today's episode is going to be focused on um, on mental health, and and you've got a little. Uh, remember, we promised that we we're going to try and bring in the experts as much as we can, bring in the people yes, who yes. who are aware of the um, the ins and outs of the of the topics and the themes that we that we address that affect us. So today we've got a very very special person here, uh, Councillor Michael, who's going to share his wealth of knowledge and expertise on uh, mental health, the impact that it's had on lockdown, and also um, some things that we can all do to kind of uh, alleviate the, uh, the the struggles that may come with uh, this this crap year that is that is 2020 and, and all of the, all <laughs> of the bluntly. <laughs> all of the traumas great or small that, that it presents to all of us um so before we i guess properly go into it uh councillor michael do you want to just quickly introduce yourself who you are your background etc if you can in about yeah. i don't know let's try well, 60 seconds if you can if well you can. thank you guys for having me so yes councillor michael if you want to call me that um, so um, I've been within um, education and uh, mental health for quite a number of years now. Um, but I work uh, predominantly with uh, lots of young people as well as adults, uh, focusing on um, mental health issues, um, issues that have a significant impact in terms of their way of life and way of being. And so it's a way of uh, trying to um, find a path, navigate a path for those individuals suffering from that in order for them to see um, an ending or, or to come to terms um, with the issues that they may have. And how long, how long have you been working in this field for? I've been doing this now for the best part of 10 years. Um, so my background wasn't um, within this before. So I was in business in the city previously. And, um, really? And so, yeah, really? very much so. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and so... Um, so you've just been sitting on money all this time? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but what happened, we had a very... Um, we had a situation way back where we had the downturn and I was made redundant three times. And, wow. and so I wanted to look for something that was completely different. And so teaching came to mind. But having gone to the schools, I, I wasn't really sure as to whether or not this was for me. Um, so having dabbled in it for a little bit, I discovered that there was a lot of young people who um, had a number of issues, a number of um, emotional um, and mental health issues, which were impacting in terms of their learning. And that really intrigued me. And so I explored that and um, went on to study counselling and psychotherapy. 
And within that, I not only learned about myself, but learned some ways in which I could then help um, young people and adults alike within the community. So that's a little bit about the, the, the background. And that's what I've been doing ever since. What, do you me asking, what did you learn about yourself? Like is it, I'm guessing it's the kind of course that forces you to look within yourself and kind of... Yeah, I mean, anyone that undertakes a, yeah, anyone that undertakes a course uh, like that, it's um, uh, a way of, as I, I call it, resetting. And so you are, you do become very reflective. You do mm-hmm. look at your own journey and your own paths and things that you may have swept under the carpet and didn't think anything of. Mm-hmm. You then look at and you examine and you come to a place of peace with that, um, a place of understanding where you can then move forward. But more significant than that, it's allowing you to be able to, in many ways, um, look at other people's issues um, and understand that um, because of the own journey that you um, go through yourself. I'm still going through a journey. Um, it, It never ends. And all of us will go through a journey in some way, shape or form. So my journey is still going, um, probably is significantly more maybe than some others. Um, but yes, it's a learning curve for me each and every day um, that we go through. And sorry, I just thought of another question. How, um, I, don't, I, don't, I think you're the only counsellor, the only person that I know who's a counsellor, the only friend that I have basically who's a counsellor. And I don't know, how has it, if at all, has it affected like your family or, or do you know what I mean? Your relation? Are you seen in the family or in your, or in your, like, you know, among your friends as like the one who knows it all, the one, do your friends kind of look at you as like, oh, you're going to probably tell me what's wrong or something. Do you get what I'm saying? Has, it affected uh, your, has that kind of understanding of, 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 of people or how people work affected, you know, your personal? Yes, uh, very much so. But this was even before I, you know, sort of trained and went into counselling and so forth. So this transition for me was very organic. Um, it seemed that the natural um, thing to do because I was always um, able to listen, to interpret and maybe um, direct and allow people to see things from a different perspective. And so for me, it seemed very organic. And so, yes, there are individuals within my family set up and also a circle of friends who do draw onto that. But then I also have to be very careful of that because, you know, there is a, what, what we call in the profession self-care. And so I can't be doing that 24 hours a day. I mean, you know, mm, the bulk of the yeah, work is, yeah. is, is quite demanding. So you there comes a point where, you, yeah, you, it's very, very important. And that's one mm. of the things that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about later on. Yeah, so there is a cutoff here. And as much as I'd like, um, that's the thing with me, I like supporting and helping people. But at the same time, I'm no use to, any, no good to anybody else unless I'm looking after myself either, isn't it? Oh, so yeah, exactly. um, it, it's, it's it's finding the balance um, that's really important. So I'm very, very mindful of that. And as a, just another, another quick one that's just come to me as well, as a kind of like a, a male, like a black male um, counsellor, how, how, if at all, how, how do you think your kind of like your background has affected or impacted or informed your practice? Well, um, in terms of being a male, we're talking about me being a male and being in an an arena which is predominantly not black and male. Um, But but I am seeing significant numbers of um, 
people of color coming into the profession and that's really really good um one of the things that we've got to recognize is this within our community it's it's very much taboo um sort of going into counseling or having therapy but i have noticed that over the years that it has significantly changed a lot of people are a lot more open to that um and that could be quite a number of reasons but i think you know when i am sort of meeting uh, and it's not just a matter of color it's also a, it's, it's sort of getting across to the whole spectrum really and 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 i think it's not looking at the, looking at me look at the size of me and everything else it's not what you would normally would associate me with um but it is what it is um a lot of um people look at it quite within within my community look at it very very positively um and in some senses it does help to um encourage them so I do know where they may be coming from in terms of maybe issues family related or even personal issues yeah. um because of maybe my own experience or experiences that I had so in many ways this is more of a positive way particularly amongst people of of color more than anything else so I I look at it more as a positive and I'm hoping that 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 people see it as a positive as well yeah cuz I was just going to say I can imagine like for someone um for someone like you said of color to see someone else in that position it makes it a lot easier to open up you know because it's someone yes. you feel like could who could yeah. relate to you in some type of way even just yeah. going past the the skin tones you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you just you automatically get that feeling where it's like mm-hmm. he might just know where i'm coming from or he might mm-hmm. I, I don't have to i don't know you get a sense of you can just be yourself around this person yeah, you know what i mean very so, much so yeah, um, and, yeah, no. and that's really important because you know our you know within our community there are things that probably may not be so apparent to maybe another community and so yeah. in some senses it's good yeah because yeah. i have an understanding of, of what that background might be or maybe that process or maybe that particular type of emotion etc so it, it, it yeah. i think it works well and particularly in the environment that i'm in and the school environment that i am which is predominantly um black and asian yeah. um so yes yeah, so it, it's it does go down very positively all right um so i guess like if we're kind of homing in on 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 everything that's going on in the world right now um how we did speak about this just a moment ago but um how how has lockdown kind of affected how has it impacted your profession um both i guess like you know in in schools and also outside as well like what what would you say has been the impact on it for yourself yeah i mean if we start off in schools i mean what i've um definitely um found is that there's been um a tremendous increase um in young people experiencing um mental health issues um and that, that that goes right across the board regardless of color um it has impacted them severely so issues that are really sometimes quite social becomes more prevalent than maybe say learning and that sort of masks um a way a young people then looks on their way of being way of life i mean certainly you may have seen that in the classroom as well you know that there are so many other distractions it's not focusing purely on on the learning it's also what's going on for them whether it's being 
um, a friendship group or it's um, a family issue at home or a death in a family or a relationship. There's so many different factors that seem to be coming through. And then you add on to that, uh, this pandemic um, fuels things um, even more significantly. Yeah. I'm just seeing something now. It says a lot of um, kind of the experiences that a lot of young people had is equivalent essentially to experiencing PTSD. Yeah, very much and, so. And apparently that, the 30% of children who kind of went through the first lockdown have, you know, the impact of it has been similar to if they experienced a traumatic event, like losing a, a loved one or a family member. Very but, much so. Because, yeah, very much so. Because you get, you get a mishmash of everything going on. So some of these young people may have, may experience death within that family. It could be a, a loved one, a grandparent, an uncle, or, you know, relative of some sort. There could be a breakdown in terms of their parents' relationships. And we all know that um, domestic abuse has um, significantly increased during this pandemic. And then what they've seen and what they've experienced on that. So you mix all of that together. You've got a huge melting pot of disaster here, um, which, you know, has to be looked at um, because it impacts um, young people in, in, in many, many different ways. Um, so young people do turn to other things. So sex, drugs, et cetera, are, are not unheard of, um, believe it or not, within schools. Um, but it's it's an outlet. Rather than maybe looking at the issue, they may mm-hmm. then turn to um, other issues uh, as an outlet, uh, which then fuels issues even more significantly, if you see what I mean. Mm. And to what extent do you think that is kind of replicated across the wider population? Do you say it's probably the same for, for adults and older people as well? Almost definitely. As I said earlier on to you, I mean, uh, this has affected right across the spectrum, regardless of age, nationality, um, colour, sexuality. It's gone right across the board in mm. terms of the impact on, on individuals here. Um, so it, it, it's it's a huge problem, and even after, I mean, if they, you know, even if we do, when we do come out of lockdown, the after effects of that, um, again, that's going to be more prevalent as we go along. So mental health um, will be um, a huge problem um, if the funding, if the resources are not there. Yeah, we're definitely definitely going to be seeing the residual effect, like. Come next year, we're going to be seeing like how many people have actually. Uh, I mean, we've, we've we're seeing it already. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I feel like we're going to see even more. Um, and it's it's just a shame that there is not that there's not that much of a focus on what I feel like the things that are really important. Because like when you watch the news now, it's like I don't know. For me, it's just like it's a lot of like fear mongering and just a lot of like what's going wrong apart from. You know, I've always said to Robert, like, you have this platform to spread news, like information to the whole population. Why not spread things that can help? Do you know what I mean? Why not actually tell them, you know, speak to a counselor for it? Something so simple, like, you know, when, when, when they want to help people with, um, um, like, drug addiction, you have, like, um, talk to Frank adverts. Do you know what I mean? Why don't you have adverts that's catering to um, talk, speaking to a counselor or even showing people how they can probably eat a bit healthier to strengthen mm. their immune system. Do you know what I mean? You have this 
you have such a responsibility and you're just you're just using it anyways i, I can go on for days because i, I, I no, feel so totally passionate about you. that because totally you have this platform you can use it for so much good and it's like you're doing the, the absolute opposite yeah it just, it just really bothers me but what we can do um through all of this we can't control most of the news and, and articles and so forth that are written oh, of course. out. Yeah, of course. But what we can do, we can control what we listen, what we read. So if you're sitting there and you're reading and listening to the news two, three, four times a day, and that changes significantly throughout the day, that also has a huge impact on you because then you become confused yeah. by the whole thing. Yeah. But what you can do, you can decide that, well, I'm just going to listen to the news maybe in the evening, at the end of the day, and that's it for me. Because with that, you get quite a lot of um, confusion um, on things. And, that, and I think this is what we've seen over the, 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 the past yeah. number of months here. We have total confusion. So you may start off with X and you end up in Y. <laughs> <laughs> and so people then become confused and then that adds on to um, you know, the issues that you already have. Yeah, and then you then ask yeah, yourself, yeah. why are we yeah. in the place where we are in terms of mental health here at the moment? Yeah. So I do agree with you. Boy. Um, sorry, Rob, were you, were you finished with your, your question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I, I, had, um, I had a couple as well. Um, sure. These are, they're a bit more, um, Actually, I, th I think the, re the rest of the ones were personal. Um, okay, cool. Love that, Robert. <laughs> you see as well? Yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. I saw that as well. Um, so my first question is, um, for you personally, what's been your biggest challenge um, over lockdown? Mm, okay, so I, th I think my biggest lockdown, my biggest issues rather during lockdown um is is self-care um that's one thing but also um the importance also of family and and, and friends that that's a that's a big thing for me mm. so the self-care during this the, the pandemic that we've experienced the demand for work has been really huge and so it's as i said earlier on it's about um regulating yourself as best as possible now, it's good for me i mean i'm able to to as part of uh, as a, being a therapist you do tend to have your own supervision which is a way of you um in many ways looking after yourself so yeah. sometimes you come through some very very difficult and upsetting um cases and so it's important that you um get the support outside of your environment for that so it's been a lot more intense for me in terms of um, the, the level of work that's coming in yeah. and um, how it's important to then balance work, but also looking after myself. Yeah. Because you can't, it, it, it's just, this type of work can have an impact if you're not doing it correctly. And yeah. so doing correctly means that you are looking after yourself, as selfish as it might sound. Um, but it, that's an important aspect of it. So balancing that has been tricky, but okay. uh, manageable. And then I think the other part, like everybody else, you know, I'm also concerned about my own family or my own friends. So I have a, a mother that's thousands and thousands of miles away in, in, in Jamaica on her own. Yeah. Um, and Jamaica. so that does worry me. 
um, that does concern me. Um, and so, yes, it, it, it's been difficult to navigate this path, um, but I'm able to stay strong through it. And yeah, I, I, like everybody else, I have good days and bad days. Yeah, um, yeah. But overall, I'm able to um, navigate myself correctly um, through the journey, as we call it. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Amen to that, you know. Yeah. And that's, I think that's good because, you know, I feel like at the... At the beginning of lockdown, there was a lot of there was a lot of noise about, especially on social media, about um, you have to make sure you're being productive every day and you have to do things. Mm. It's like understanding that you might have, like you said, good days and bad days, and not, yeah. not beating yourself up too much if you do have a bad day. Yeah, just understand, like, okay, you know, this is happening, but let me not let it last the whole week. You know, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Maybe just let, let me find a way how to dial it in and, you know, redirect that energy elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things to do, I mean, which I, I've said to most people that during lockdown is to set yourself tasks, small tasks. Yeah. And, um, you know, you may achieve them on that day. If not, you don't beat yourself up. You try it the next day. Yeah, um, yeah. So there are always challenges. I think it's important to set yourself challenges and tasks to do. Because yeah. remember, most of us are working 24-7. And um, this has given us a lot more time that we ever had or ever will have, maybe. Mm. And so it's important to use that time in a positive way. You know, take stock. Yeah. Um, in terms of what's happened, um, maybe setting, maybe short-term plans, medium-term plans, long-term plans. Yeah. You know, yeah, and within that, there's a series of challenges or things or tasks that you may want to do and achieve along that journey. Yeah. So there's, yeah. you know, there's there's plenty that can be done but it's using it in a, a very positive way rather than a negative way. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting. You say that because, um, well, you just listed one, but that kind of leads into one of my other questions was what are the top three things? If you have a top three, um, that you'd recommend for those struggling with, um, the lockdown and during these times. I think the, one of the most important things during all of this is to stay connected and when I say stay connected, it's important to talk. Um, okay. It's really important to do that. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that might be on their own, um, but within that, there may be um, people who you, and it's important you speak to people who you trust. Um, and so whether you have your good days or bad days, say how you feel. It's important to say how you feel. And li likewise, you're reciprocating that maybe to the other individual as well. Mm. So you're supporting one another. So keeping the dialogue open is, for me, an important aspect of it. Um, so you're not isolated and you're not on your own and you're not um, communicating in a, it, with, with the outside world. You're communicating with the outside world as best as. Yeah. So it's about being adaptable. Um, so one thing that many of us have come out with is that we have to learn to adapt to this um, situation that we're in at the moment for the time being. 
And one of those is that we can't generally go out as we would do and meet up your friends at the pub or have a, have a dinner or something like that. But if you can't do that, to to talk to them. You can, there's Zoom, there's all sorts of things that you can then still have that contact with. And if things are really bad and there is no one and you, you don't have anybody that you feel you can talk to, there's numerous amounts of helplines out there who are willing and open to, to speak to individuals if necessary. Yeah. The other things I think is really quite important and that goes back to your own self-care and that it's important to exercise. I think exercise is important. I'm not saying you've got to do a 50 mile run every day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, but just by taking sort of, um, a walk, um, maybe a short run, a, a bike ride. Um, that's really important. One of the things I learned, um, you know, during this lockdown is that there's so many resources online. Mm. You know, so you can tap into a class <laughs> online. I mean, I did yeah. a class this this afternoon, uh, 45 minutes in the what spare bedroom here. So <laughs> it, it can be done. Um, what was so, it on, the class? Uh, sorry? What, what, what was the class on? Oh, this is called a hit class. And so it's 45 minutes. And you do oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you see what I mean? And so yeah, you've got yeah, the instructor yeah. there and you're, you're linked up to maybe 10 other, other individuals that are doing the same thing. So although they you're not you. physically there, you're actually doing something. Yeah. And so the exercising is really, really important. Failing that, I mean, if you go onto YouTube, there are hundreds of... Um, sort of online um, classes that you can do where you just have the instructor on the on his own he's directing you in terms of what you can do yeah, and that could yeah. be anywhere from 10 minutes to maybe 30 minutes depending upon what your level is yeah. so there are the resources there so you know you can do it twofold you can do it that way or you can just do your stuff yourself yeah. the other things that are really important is that as well as your exercising it's also eating right um, that's really quite crucial. You're eating right and you're also sleeping right. That's really, really important. So a lot of individuals, particularly young people I've met, they've got into the habits of getting to bed three, four o'clock in the morning um, and then waking oh, up maybe two, three o'clock in the afternoon. So your whole system's turned upside down. And so when it came to coming back to school, their system's all over the place. Yeah. And how, yeah. What's the best way, do you think, to remedy that? Because I, I have, yeah, there's a lot of people, I think, in that position who just really, uh, you know, their, their, their sleeping patterns are just way... Just go sleep. It's not that easy sometimes. I think it's easy to fall into that pattern, but I think it's, it's also about self-discipline mm. um, and self-care. And so there is a time where you have your relaxation time, your eating time, your exercise time, but equally your sleeping time. Yeah. So it's about you being disciplined with yourself and that. And that's really quite important. Um, wow. I know that, that the number of people may have or experience anxiety, um, which causes them not to be able to sleep. That they may be looking at ways that help you to relax. For so some people, it could be music. Um, it could be watching a film a couple of hours before um, um, going to bed because I believe that you sh the screen time before going to bed is a bit suspect. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Be mindful. So it's looking at ways that uh, that you are able to relax. It could be just having a, a 10, 15 minutes of self-reflection or meditation or having a bath or wh whatever helps Not to make you relax. 
(laughs) (laughs) But each individual is different. So it's about what works for you. So I might think a bath is great for me. um, But someone else might think I need to have a run before I, you know, go and have some sleep. So it's finding out what works for you. And and sometimes it's a bit of trial and error. But that's that's really, really important. When you just touched on the sleeping and the eating, that, I feel like when lockdown started, that was my biggest thing to curve. Mm. I found myself doing exactly what you're saying, going to bed at four, sometimes five in the morning, mm. waking up at two, three in the afternoon. And it got to a point where I was like, do you know what? I'm actually going to challenge myself to wake up at eight o'clock, mm. like eight in the morning. And since then, like now the latest I wake up is probably 10. Right. The, early, the earliest I've been getting up is seven. The other day I got right. up at six. And just having that routine, it, it just makes the day just actually feels like I'm in control of the day. Because if you yeah. wake up at, especially now, winter time, it gets dark at four o'clock. Yeah, very much so. so you, you wake up and you look outside and it's like an hour, it's like you have an hour of daylight and then mm. it's dark again. You just feel like you're in this, just in this cycle, you know? Um, so quite rightly, what you've done there, you've reset yourself and you've now you sort of set yourself a challenge. And that was your challenge and you've achieved that. So that's been good for you. And so people have got to find ways around what is really bad habits. Because if we were in the work, things were okay, you wouldn't be going to bed at five o'clock. Because you'd have to do what you need to do the next day. And if you did go at five o'clock, well, how would you function for the remainder of the day? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's important to sort of get into a routine and then don't beat yourself up if if it doesn't work for that day, but think about the next day and the day after in which you can achieve that. Slowly but surely is, is really quite important. Yeah, yeah, slowly but surely. Because it didn't go from 2 p.m. to 8 a.m. straight away. It went from 2 to maybe 11, mm. 11 for a few days or maybe a couple yeah. of weeks. Then it yeah. went to like 9. Then it mm. went to 8. And it's like, cool, let's keep it between 8, 8 to 10. Right. And now it's like 7, right. 6, you know? And I'm, I'm That's all right. That's right. I'm all right. But the, sleep, the sleep is really crucial in terms Definitely. of our overall health as it is. Um, and so I, I would say those three things are really quite uh, significantly important things for people to consider during this time. Lovely. Lovely. No, that's, that is, that is for real. Um, but yeah, Rob, did you want to ask? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 we got really passionate there. No, no, not at all. No, no, that's, that's exactly, um, that's exactly what, what we're looking for. Um, I, yeah, that whole thing about sleep, man. I I really don't get enough sleep at all. I I mm-hmm. normally go to bed at about about one, mm. and one is normally right. Although actually, saying that the last the last week or so, I've been getting better at it. Mm. Um, the last week I've been going to bed kind of like ten, eleven. Mm. Nice. But yeah. that's that's really good. But if you think about going to bed one o'clock. <sighs> If you're going to bed one o'clock, what time would you get up? I wake up at six. Right. So, five. so how many hours and, of sleep do you get? Yeah. And there have been days when I've gone to bed at like three. Well, you know, so, and then you're teaching. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <I> mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> the days when I've gone to bed at three, you don't want to be in my class the next day. So yeah. Yes. And so maybe the question for you, um, you know, not diverting into you, but just something to maybe to think about, it's why you're going to bed at three o'clock. And what is it that's making you want to go getting into the habit of going to bed at three? Do you, do you see what I mean? There's, there's something there that you, you, you may need to look at and may need to address. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. gone very yeah. quiet there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have that discussion, Robert. We'll have that discussion <laughs> on the separate occasion. <laughs> <laughs> I think, do you know, for me personally, by the time I finish a lot of the things that I have to do around the house or, you know, um, if I kind of go for a run or stuff like that, this is 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So, so then kind of like my downtime is those two hours, like from 10 to about 12, kind of when I might catch up on my phone, you know, check out um, social media. Green time before bed. You're not a good idea. No. <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably, it's probably that that's keeping me up. It's probably yeah. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. that's what I find hard to... Yeah, this, this is what I was saying earlier on. I mean, and, and that in itself is a huge issue amongst young people. That is massive with young no, people. Definitely. I mean, a lot of young people are on the phone all night. It's not unheard of them to, to be on phone all night and um, they get up and go to school and they can't function for the remainder of the day at the school. I mean, you've probably seen that, um, yeah, Robert. 100%. Yeah, and, and, and so, you know, and that sort of interferes quite significantly with your um, sleep pattern, your thought process, et cetera. So that's something to really be mindful of. All right, um, bearing that in mind, where do we think we should go from from here? And by that, what I mean, like in the future, post-lockdown, in a, in, a, in a world without coronavirus, let me... Um, you know, after this pandemic, what do you think we can learn? What lessons can we learn in terms of our mental health as a society, um, more broadly, but also as individuals, you know, perhaps in the education sector, which is what, which is what you're familiar with. Um, if I give you an example, um, the school that we work for, they've um, introduced this idea of, of us, us being a trauma-informed school, right? Mm. And putting like, responses to, to to traumatic events like this at the start of at the, start, at the, at the forefront of, of um you know how to deal with like behavioral problems or you know even how to how to implement the curriculum where do you think we should go from here in terms of understanding the lessons learned from 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 this situation that we've been in for the last for the last few months well i was i was thinking about this and this question here and um even when we do, and if and when we do come out of this, things will change. We as individuals will be different. There's not one of us that's going to be the same um, pre-lockdown and post-lockdown. It's going to be significantly different. And it would really be also dependent upon what state we are in. Um, so, for example, um, we're not in control of this this virus at all um, it's in control of us in many ways and so what we one thing that we need to do overall is to learn to be adaptable in many ways um, to this um, I, I looked at we could use this opportunity that we have as um, like pressing a reset button so reset button in order to look at what has 
happened not only over the past year with this pandemic, but also with ourselves. I think that's really quite significant. We need to look at it, at, you know, in terms of what's happened for us. What have we swept under the carpet and thought really didn't mean anything to us, mm. but now has come to the forefront and means um, significantly more. And we know that from um, just the, 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 the increase in mental health, just in the, um, you know, the breakdown in terms of relationships, friendships, etc. So much that's happened during that time. And so I think the one thing that we have to bear in mind is that how we can um, remain stalwarts in terms of this particular situation at the moment. And it's all right having uh, what we talked about, the, the, the trauma-informed schools, etc. That That's great. But we also need more uh, to help um, the huge amounts of people that are, and the after effects of when we come out of this um, lockdown and this pandemic. It's going to be huge. So it's, it's about putting things into place, and that's governmental, but also about how we are going to be able to prepare our own selves, supporting our own family members, children, etc., as we try to move forward. Do you see what I mean? So there's so many things that we, we, we need to sort of put in place and not be solely dependent upon um, what the government may give in terms of funding, but what we need to do for ourselves and our family in order to then navigate our way through this journey, as I call it, because it is a journey. And remembering that this is not just significant for us here in the UK, it's worldwide. And yeah. so how are we going to support each other going through all of this? So having this forum that we have here at the moment where we're actually talking about it, and we're then giving our own opinions and we're giving advice and we're giving tips. That helps, but we're going to have to be doing that and a whole load more in order for us to, um, to function, to continue to function. Because there'll be a lot more deaths, a lot more broken relationships, a lot more emotional trauma that comes out of this. Yeah. During this, and also after that. So we need to have the correct measures in place in order to support the individuals in questions. But we can start by looking at ourselves, we say, and try and reset that button and try and move forward during this journey that we all have at the moment. Wow. That is, um, as, I as I like to say, that's some real rap. <laughs> that is real I'm rap. too old for rapping now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is, um, no, that's, that's, that's really good. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's going to be a lot different. So, yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, a lot of things that we have to do um, as, as, we, as we're doing to help ourselves, mm. you know, also help people around us as well. Because like yeah. you said, it's a global, it's a global thing. So, um, yeah, no, thank yeah. you for that. Thank you for that. And the one thing we've got to remember in all this going back, none of us like change. Change no. is a really difficult thing. But unfortunately, during all of this, once we come out of this, that things will change. Mm. And it's getting your head around that. Because yeah. the world is still revolving. Yeah, yeah. It's still moving, <laughs> you know, During man. all of this. And so we have to learn to adapt to those changes. But more importantly, those changes start with us how we then 
as we as I call it, reset that button and recharge, refocus, realign ourselves, whichever way you want to call it, in order for us to continue that journey that we have. Yes. Wow. Well, listen, thank you so very, very much for um, It's been a pleasure. Thank coming you. And sharing thank you very, very much. And I must say, I do admire the work that you're doing here. We need more of this. So I hope I can be able to come back on again. Absolutely. Oh, of course. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> We're here for it. We're here for 100%. it. 100%. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. And, I don't know if you uh, have... Feel good. Sorry? No, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I don't know if you have any, any social media or anything that you want to kind of like... Uh, well, for you, Robert, I'll business start. Cards. <laughs> <laughs> well no yeah i mean if everyone wants to to i do work privately but my work is within the community most predominantly um but yes someone can contact you can't they robert 100 <laughs> percent, of course <laughs> councillor michael will be available at your nearest convenience <laughs> no my, my my purpose is is to support and help and and not within my own community but right across the board um, yes, there's colour, but also, you know, the, the, the status that we're in at the moment, you know, it, for me, it's, it's hitting right across the board, even though my community is extremely important to me. Um, and, and if I can do something, I mean, a lot of the times we do, we do complain about things, but if you're not doing anything, what's the point of complaining? Yeah, got to exactly. be looking to do something. And if this is my contribution of this legacy that I leave, it will be to try and empower and support as many people as I can, not only during this particular time, but with any other difficulties they may experience or have. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks okay. ever so much, guys. Have a good great evening. To speak to you. You have a great evening, and I'll speak to you soon. All right. Cool. Bye bye. Take care. Bye-bye. All right then. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Cool. Well, um, that was. What did you think, man? That was really cool. Um, interview, isn't it? No, that was sick. That was sick. I love talking to that guy, man. I feel like he, he, he. Yeah, yeah. That conversation, yeah. Kind of, cause I, I, I remember him. Do you know what I'm saying now? Like, I, I remember him, bro. And I remember, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just bad. It's, like, that, that conversation, you guys won't see the video, but I was I was smiling and I was literally just making sure I, I took everything in. Um, As you like to say, there were, there were a lot of gems. There were a lot of gems. Yeah, man. It was just, there was just gems, man. And when there's gems being thrown about, I don't like talking. Really I just, that shit, man. yeah, I want to catch it. I want to soak it up like just a polish that, sponge. Refine that. Refine it. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, we hope you lot enjoyed that as well as much as we did, man. And you found some value in it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting for us because like you haven't seen him in like more than 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah. We basically, for those who, you know, may not be familiar, we kind of grew up around, around, um, around Michael. Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting. You know, you know, when you, when you see someone as a young person, you know, you have your idea of, of who they are and whatnot, but everybody yeah. has their own story. Right? Yeah, bro. And when you become an adult and you fully understand like the nuances of somebody and their story and what they actually bring to the table and why they're doing the things that you do, then you see them in a whole other light and it's like, wow, like you're really out a here. A whole other light. You know? Excellent, a whole man. other light. Bro, it, 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 like I thought back to like 10 years ago and the image that I have of him has completely changed. Not completely, but it's, it's definitely been altered in some way. Do you know what I mean? Like my guy was literally just out here helping. 
Do you know what I mean? And it's it's yeah, man. It's it's so nice to like have those those type of figures that were where I remember even saying to you, like, there'll be times where you just pull you to the side and just have a, a conscious word. Do you know what I mean? Um, giving you something constructive to think about, a different perspective, you know, educating you in in some way. And we need more people like that around, man, especially in like the schools and stuff. Um, we definitely do. We definitely do from from all areas, from all areas of life, all different types of backgrounds, people who are just willing to just drop a gem here and there. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the way how the way how we've kind of been like conditioned is almost to think about ourselves like me, 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 me. And I feel like as we're seeing more in this lockdown is if you're thinking about just me and you're being very you know, um, uh, you're, you're in like a very like solitary type of mind state that can have an effect on you. But if you open yourself up to the community or just people around you and be more social in, in, you know, in any kind of way, then that tends to, to have a, a better, like, like a more positive impact. And I don't mean social, like being on social media. I mean, like actually having conversations with people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Checking in, you know, checking in. Yeah, on checking in on them, you know, calling them, yeah. even a video chat. I remember when house party was a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, we were linking up, um, not linking up, we were um, getting back in contact with a lot of people that we went to school with, yeah. that, we, that we were cool with. Do you know what I mean? Just to see how they were and yeah. just seeing their faces again, just it just made you feel good. Like, mm. oh my God, like, I ain't seen you like five years, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? It was sick, man. It was yeah, sick. Man. My guy Federico, I remember him was on house party all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out if you're listening to this, bro. <laughs> oh man, 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 man. Um, you seen these images of the floods in in Jamaica? Yeah, bro. Those are actually nuts. You know what's mad? Like growing up there, I remember learning about that was one of the natural disasters that was prone to countries like Jamaica because of the heavy rainfall, like landslides. But actually seeing it like to that extent. Like biblical, it, man. bro. Mm. Uh, bro, just you say I can imagine people there on some biblical, yeah. like especially like in the rural, bro, in the rural corners, like in the in the hard to reach like parts of the countryside. Like it's it's you know the the roads that have collapsed. It's basically their live it's their livelihoods. That's it. Like it's one if road you, in, li- one, one road, road out. out, bro. If anyone if anyone's listening to this and you've been to Jamaica and you've been to the countryside, you understand like like my boy just said, it's one road in and one road out. In a lot of these places, is that bro? They're up, up in the hills, like up in the mountains. You f- you feel kind of scared about driving too quick because you feel like you might fly off the mountainside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, to to see that you know, my my heart does really go out to them, man. Um, and I am I am praying for them as well because that is that is nuts. The landslides I saw were in Gordon Town. Um, where is Gordon Town again? That sounds like it's in somewhere in St. Catherine. Yeah, I think it is. It's in St. Well, Catherine, like, isn't it? St. Andrew, St. Andrew. St. Andrew. So not too far away from Kingston. Yeah. But it's like where it is, it's like, it's it's quite a restricted area, like, mm. up, like in the Blue Mountains, you know, so again, very hard to get in. Yeah. But from what I saw, just like the whole road being just kind of like sweeped out. Bro. In fact, oh, it's, it's actually on the way to where my family lives, you know? Mad thing. Bro, not even the whole... Bro, like a whole, bro. It just looked crazy. It just looked crazy. For anyone who ain't, who ain't seen that, and um, if you if you also think um, 
climate change isn't really a thing as well, I, I suggest you go have a look at that. It's great you mentioned that because what we're going to have uh, in the next episode is we're going to have um, another specialist dropping another batch of gems on here. Um, uh, somebody who works in like geography and science and yes. stuff. Yeah. Um, so please stay in tune for that episode. We're going to actually refer back to the floods and everything. We're going to see if we can understand the science behind it um, and what it means for the people of Jamaica and also just like different um, instances of climate change going on yeah. around the world that, that yeah. you know, sometimes might feel a bit uh, distant or like not very tangible to us in our comfortable lives. But even here, even here, if you think about like the intensity of the rainstorms and stuff that we've been having, the length it's definitely of it changed. Before, things have yeah. changed. You know? Yeah, it's definitely changed here. Yeah. If you're actually paying attention, you realize the the climate here has like from when I came here in two, in 2013, 2013 in 2008, I always do that. You know, I always get mixed up. Like, like I came here 2013. What happened in 2013? I, I, w- I went to uni, but I don't know why I always feel like I came here in 2013. That means like it represents so like subconsciously then uni is like as as eventful or impactful in your life as moving to England. Yeah, it definitely was still. Mad. Yeah, it definitely was. So yeah, anyways, from being here from, Sorry, from being here in two thousand eight to now twelve years later, it's it's definitely changed. Um so yeah, tune into some of that. And it's only gonna get worse as well, like with the rains and stuff. Like it's literally there so basically what's quite what's quite again, I'm sure I'm sure our um I'm sure Jess will mention this as well when she when when she talks when she talks Say, so like, you know how we have, like, a housing shortage in this country? Yeah. So what's happening at the moment is outside of London and in, like, the kind of, like, semi-rural areas, they're building on or have built on floodplains because they're desperate for land. But they've built on them uh, basically kind of ignoring or underestimating the impact of flooding. I just realised what you said. storms. Yeah, I just, I just realized they built houses on flood on floodlands. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. So lands that are prone to have floods mm-hmm. for extra space. Wow. And, and uh, obviously, when you do that, when you like remove kind of like uh, floodplains, yeah, and build houses, you mess up the water table as well, don't you? Yeah, because yeah. all of that that land that could previously be saturated by water is now concrete. Yeah, you know, which obviously isn't going to take in water in that way. So it just passes it on, kind of like. You know? I can't wait to have this stuff. I can't because I haven't really thought about like geography or you know that tectonic plates and all that kind of shit <laughs> since I was in school, man. So, um, well, in in that in that like detail, you know, I've I listened to my guy David Atten, bro. You know, he dropped a new mixtape the other day when he was talking That's about. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's got a North Face jacket, you can't drop Hey, listen, tape. bro, you dropped, you dropped a tape talking about climate change, man, and global warming, you know, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I'm still waiting for him and Dave to do it. I swear they were going to record, like, a special. Nah, bro, I think I think they are still. And when that happens, man, that's it. That's it, man. That's it. Gone clear. Dave and oh, David Atten, bro. Dave and Dave. What? Dave what? and Dave. Two Daves. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, But yeah, man. Um. I was gonna say like um what else was it that you had um because oh, I so, um I had Coleman first this morning <laughs> yeah yeah how's the porridge man let's talk about the porridge man <laughs> porridge is peng I um did you put cinnamon in there um, I I bought that shit man I don't make porridge anymore man it's too long oh, okay. Time okay 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 obviously anybody who's had I just realized what you said porridge, you you bought the, oh yeah that's fine that's fine I just no it's just when you live on your own yeah. Not just not like no violin. We don't need to play violin. No, 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 no. I, see with me, I don't like day after porridge. 
I don't like pros. Oh yeah, you got you got to do a lot to get it back to where it was. Yeah, yeah. Like milk, and then even then it's still lumpy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. if I cook porridge, if I if I if I if I'm living by myself and I cook a, a pot of porridge, I'll be putting an hour's work into just one plate. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if I if I had more people, then I'd obviously be be making it, you know, on like you know on mass, like in big numbers, and, and it would make more sense. So for me personally, I just run down to the shop. And you know, what do you say is the is the most? What do you say is, is the one ingredient of korma porridge that you can't do without? That I can't do without. Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely the cinnamon. The cinnamon's a vibe. So down. the cinnamon and not nutmeg. Both of them. Okay. Both. Yeah. If it's got cinnamon, not nutmeg, because nutmeg adds a little kick in there. But if it's got nutmeg and not the cinnamon, there's a bit of sweetness missing. But then again, they put a hella condensed milk in there, innit? So I was going to say, yeah, what about so the condensed milk? Oh, what? you make What? People make it without condensed milk? No, no. It's just, for me, it's one of the things that has to be in oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that has to be there. It has to be in there. You're mad. Did you know <laughs> that condensed milk was actually patented on this day in 1856 by a man called Gail Borden? Oh, man. I did not know that. Well, that is your historical fact of the week. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> 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 no, thank you for that, bro. I had I had no idea. What's his name? Gail Borden. Gail Gail, Gail Borden. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Shout out my guy, patting in the the condensed milk. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. On that note, what time you got in there, bro? We got an hour and twelve. We probably cut like fifteen. It's been an hour. Yeah, it's been an hour still. I'm not even going to lie. Like, yeah, I was oh. thinking we can chop this one a bit different still. All right, cool. Well, listen, people, this has been episode nine of the Free Buzz podcast. We have been RJ and Hank. Jace. Jace. Yeah, Jace, Jace. Hank is in the trash bin, bro. We have been RJ and Jace. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope to have you back. Boom. In two weeks time. Me. For our special on climate change and the environment. We're going to have our climate change and environmentalist specialist to drop a few more gems on your clock. Please make sure you tune in. Please make sure you check us out on the socials. Fail me. Fail me. Please make sure you follow us on the Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Please make sure. On all the podcast, all the podcast platforms and all them type of all stuff, of them you listen to us. Do you know what I'm saying? What I want you to do, yeah? See how Hank at the start of the week. Jace, episode. Jace, Sorry. Jace, Jace. Do you know what? It's going to take you a while. It's going to take you a while. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Jace at the start of the episode was talking about achieving things. I want to set you guys a goal. When you finish this episode, I want you to click the menu option. I want you to scroll down. I want you to click the option that says share. And my goal is that you got to share it with two other people. Two. Boom. Not one, two. And then when you've done that, you can tick it off as an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> and that means that you'll have achieved something today. You get me? But episode nine. Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Episode nine. Hope you enjoyed. We'll check you out later. All right. Love. Fucking hell, they're really out of it.